Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Coffee with Jesus. Set me free. I'm your host, Todd Ubley, and in this episode, I would like to talk about forgiveness. Now, for those of you who've heard the trailer for this year, you may know that I'm releasing these episodes out of order. And some of you may be wondering, how does forgiveness fit in to the overall mission of Coffee with Jesus? How does that fit into providing comfort and encouragement to others? Well, please allow me to start by answering these two questions. First and foremost, with everything that has been happening in our world, in our nation, and in the body of Christ, I really felt the need to talk about forgiveness. In any area where reconciliation and unity is important, I believe that forgiveness is that first step to achieving that reconciliation and that unity. I've also noticed at least from my own personal experience, that there is great comfort in providing forgiveness to others. That when there is forgiveness, the true relief comes from the one who is doing the forgiving. Not from the person who has wronged or who needs the forgiveness, but from the person who actually does the forgiving. I've found this out the hard way myself. And in this episode, I'd like to share how. Countless sermons have been preached Countless books have been written, countless commentaries have been annotated about the importance and the need to forgive others. But I have noticed there's very little out there about how do you actually go and forgive someone. And I don't just mean saying, okay, I forgive you, it's done, it's over, we're good. No, what I mean is how do you truly forgive someone in your heart? And I would like to share an episode from my past to relate that and to answer that question. I was in the beginning of my first tour of Afghanistan. At the time I had left for my first deployment, we were in the middle of a lease, and I knew that lease was going to end before I returned from my deployment. I spoke with the landlord, and I was given a reassurance that my family could stay in the house until I returned from deployment. Well, I had been in country for just over a month when I received word from the landlord. When the lease was up, my family needed to move out. There were only two months left at this point. So she gave us 60-day notice, but this was after she had given us all assurances that they could remain until I had returned. Essentially, my landlord was throwing my family out and on the street. This did not go over well with me at all. I will say, my family, they found a place to move, and they moved from actually from one city to another, all on their own while I was on the other side of the world. I need to give them a lot of props and a lot of credit because this was a very trying time for them. They did it. They stepped up and they took care of what needed to be taken care of, while there was very little I could do from where I was. Those of you who know me, you know I can kind of take a lot when people come at me directly, but when people harm my family, forget it. The gloves are off, and I go for the jugular. And this lady had caused a tremendous amount of harm to my family. She said very specifically, you all can stay here until Todd returns. And then, just over a month after I left, oh, sorry, you all gotta leave, get out. After my family got settled in their new place, in their new city, I had a long list of what I was going to do to get revenge on this lady. I mean, I wasn't just going to hurt her. I was going to hurt her bad. Honestly, looking back, I'm a little ashamed of my plan. At the time, I thought it was great. I was going to attack every aspect of her life. And again, this is where I need to give my wife some props because I said, don't worry. I'm going to take care of this. She's going to regret this. I've got a list. Now, my wife, mind you, was there. She was the one who was actually thrown out. She was the one who had to deal with every aspect of moving. With little kids, 
on her own. If, if anybody had the right to vengeance, I tell you, it was my wife. And I've got to give her props. She didn't tell me no, but she did try to advise me against it. When it became clear that I was set, she gave me a set of conditions. She's like, okay, you can do what you want to do, but you've got to make sure it's not illegal. And I said, okay, well, that's an easy one. There's nothing I'm doing that's illegal. And she kind of looked at me. I said, don't worry, nothing illegal. Nothing that has blowback on us. And I was like, well, okay, there are a few things that might, and just to be safe, okay, I'll take those off the list. And nothing that would cause a new story, if you will. So she made sure there's nothing illegal, nothing where we would face backlash, and nothing where we would really be recognized in the news, because she didn't really want to make a uh, federal case out of it, if you will. So I had agreed to those conditions, and yeah, there were a couple things that I shook off my list. But you know what? I still had a good list, and I was going to really hurt this lady. And the funny thing is, there's a gentleman that I worked with. He was a civil servant who worked in my shop. And one day, I was talking about this, and I was complaining about the lady, and I mentioned how I was just going to totally destroy her for what she did to my family. And he kind of cocked his head and looked at me, and he's like, Sir, excuse me, but when you came here, what were the two goals that you had had in mind? And that cut me short, because I'd mentioned to him when I first got there, I wanted to get into shape physically, and I wanted to get into shape spiritually. Well, I'll tell you, my thirst for vengeance had a very big downward effect on my spiritual life. Spiritually, I was in a hole. And that really cut me out short because I knew, I knew that my thirst for vengeance, it was causing a very negative impact to my spiritual life. So I thought about it and I said, okay, I'm not going to destroy her life. I thought, okay, great. That takes care of that. All done. No, I was still suffering spiritually. So finally I realized, okay, I had to forgive her. Now, having grown up in church, I heard a lot of stories and a lot of sermons and a lot of Sunday school lessons about how important his forgiveness was. I'd heard all the cliches, but nowhere did I ever learn how to actually go about forgiving somebody. And I don't just mean saying, oh, I forgive you. I mean truly forgiving somebody inside your heart. Because I'll be honest, the first thing I tried to do was like, okay, God, I forgive them. Okay, it's all done. We're good now. But no, the thing was, I still had so much anger directed towards this lady. I wanted her to suffer. I had backed off on my plan, mind you, but that anger was still there. So I tried forgiving her myself, but I just, it just didn't happen. And I still had that anger and I, I, I was at a loss. So I did what any good Christian would do. I turned to my friends. I remember I actually posted on Facebook and I asked them, okay, how do you go about forgiving somebody? I know how important it is. I know that Jesus commands us to do it, but how do you actually go through and make that forgiveness? It's not enough to just say, I forgive you. How do you actually go through and forgive someone? Folks, sorry to say, my friends let me down. I got a few scriptures about how important it was to forgive others, but nobody could actually tell me how to go through and actually forgive someone. So first, I tried to do it myself, and I failed. Then I turned to my friends, and they let me down. Finally, almost as a last resort, I turned to God. And let me repeat that. Almost as a last resort. Actually, there's no almost about it. It was. <laughs> it was a last resort. As a last resort, I turned to God. One of my hopes with this podcast is that you are struggling with forgiveness. Rather than make it your last resort, the first thing you do will go to God. I tell you, I could have saved myself so much heartache if I had gone to God first. But my inclination is to try to fix things myself. And usually, when I fail, which I inevitably do, then I turn to God. And sometimes, I'll turn to my friends first and ask for their help. And then, as a last resort, I'll turn to God. It's something that I struggle with, and I know that I'm not alone. 
so I'm hoping that some of you will learn from my mistakes and go to God first. I remember very clearly the circumstances of when I finally went to God. I was trying to get back right with Him. I was trying to restore my spiritual relationship. And I was laying on my bed, and I was trying to read my Bible. And then I started thinking about what had happened, and I just I became so angry, I couldn't even read the words on the page. I mean, I was literally blinded by rage by what happened. I, I couldn't read a single letter. I slammed my Bible shut, and I shook my head. And it was at that point that I reached out to God. And I just cried out, God, help! I've mentioned before how sometimes that's the only thing we can say. And God hears us. So, folks, after I tried to do it myself and failed, and after I tried to reach out to my friends and they let me down, I turned to God. And I asked God, God, how can I forgive them? To my surprise, God answered me. But it wasn't quite the answer I was looking for. When I prayed and I asked God, God, how do I forgive them? There was that still, small voice in the back of my head asking you to bless them. That stopped me up short. I was like, wait a minute, what? Bless them? No, 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 no. God, you clearly don't understand how this works. See, I forgive them and you do the vengeance, right? It is mine to avenge, right? That's what the Bible says. God tells us it is mine to avenge. So I do the forgiving and God does the venging. And yes, I realize venging isn't a real word. Just go with me on this. So after I finally realized I needed to turn to God, after I finally reached out to the Lord for help, he gave me an answer and I said, no, uh-uh, not doing it. Here was me, a literal nobody, communing with the creator of the universe, asking him for help. And he gave me exactly what I asked for. And I just turned around and said, no, sorry, uh-uh, not doing it. Fortunately for me, God's patience is infinite. And folks, you've heard me say that if God had a last ever love and nerve, I'd be on it. This is one of those reasons why. But God was patient with me. And every time I try to go to pray, he would always tell me, ask me to bless them. So after a few weeks of being obstinate, I finally said, okay, fine, I will do it. I sat in my bed, I took a deep breath, dealing myself, and said, God, bless them, amen. I literally spit the words out as quickly as I could just to get it over with. And folks, I'm going to be honest with you, at this point, I could almost swear that I heard God laughing, kind of like how parents do when your kids are fighting and you say, apologize to your brother or apologize to your sister. And you look and say, sorry. Outwardly, you have to, you know, be the parent and the disciplinarian, but inwardly, you're kind of laughing to yourself because you know you've been there before. That's kind of how I was. I went from saying no to the creator of the universe to being a petulant little child. I'm not sure if that's really a step up or not, to be honest with you. But again, I could almost swear that I heard God laughing and telling me, that was good. Now say it like you mean it. Well, folks, that was tough. It took a little bit to do that. It was a few weeks later, and I remember this moment very, very specifically. The Bible tells us in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Folks, I finally understood what that meant, because as soon as I cried out, God, help, I felt that peace. Folks, I had that peace, that peace that was guarding my mind in Christ Jesus. It was almost immediate. From when I said, God, help me forgive them, my mind was clear immediately. All that hatred, all that rage, 
all that anger directed towards my landlord ceased. And finally, after weeks and weeks, after weeks of being obstinate, of saying no, of being a petulant little child, finally, thanks to God, I had his peace guarding my mind. And finally, I asked God to bless her. And everything, everything that I was going to attack, everything, her finances, her health, her family, her job, I mean, you name it, I was just rattling off a list and just God bless her with this and bless her with that and everything I could possibly think of. Every time that I started to think about the situation and every time I started to feel the anger boiling up inside me, I would stop and I would ask God to bless them, to bless her family, to bless her. That became a part of my regular routine. And then one day, something amazing happened, something that really surprised me. I was doing my quiet time, my personal devotions, and I was asking God to bless the landlord and her job and her finances and her family and her health. And I was stunned because for the first time since that whole situation began, I meant it. This was not just something I was doing by rote, not just something I was doing because God told me to. I actually meant it. And then a few days later, I was praying and I asked God to prevent any harm from coming to her. And I admitted, and of course, God already knew this, but I admitted to God that while I was asking him to bless them, I was still hoping for some, some calamity to befall them, if you will. And I actually asked God, please don't let anything bad happen to them. Please protect them and bless them. It was at that point that I knew that I had forgiven them. When I had no longer wished them ill will, I knew I had forgiven them. Now, folks, this was not something that happened overnight. And I think one of the reasons why forgiveness is so difficult for people is because we're expected to, and we're expecting of ourselves, that forgiveness will happen very quickly. You're wrong, and then you immediately turn around and you forgive them, and then life goes on. But I got to tell you, that that's not how it works. Forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness takes time, and it's a process for the one doing the forgiving. And folks, I got to tell you, that moment when I had realized that I had forgiven them, there was such a tremendous weight lifted. I felt like I was floating. That relief that I felt was uplifting. And looking back, I was a little ashamed of myself for taking so long. Years later, I know that that is okay. It is okay if it takes you a long time to forgive somebody. Forgiveness is a process not an instantaneous state of being. I think the other part of forgiveness that hangs people up is that we're expected to forgive and forget. We forgive them, we forget it happened, and we just go on with, about, with our lives and everybody's happy. I may be going against conventional wisdom here, but I'm going to flat out tell you all that forgiveness does not necessarily mean forgetting. I would never put my family in a situation where they could be thrown on the streets. And I will never rent from that landlord again. I have forgiven her for what she's done for my family. I've forgiven her in my heart. I no longer wish her ill will, but I will never put my family in a situation where she could harm them again. It's okay to remember what was done in the past, so long as you no longer truly bear that individual ill will or harm. It's okay not to put yourself in a situation where that individual can harm you again. The key is what's going on inside of you. What is inside your heart? And once you no longer wish them ill will, then I think you can truly say that you have forgiven them. And once you have truly reached that forgiveness, you will feel a tremendous weight lifted off your shoulders. That forgiveness will lift you up and help you out. And that's what forgiveness is about. It's not about the person who has done us wrong. It's about us and how we feel and how we react and how we treat others. And when you actually give that forgiveness, that will be such a relief for you and such a tremendous burden lifted for you. And that is why forgiveness is so important.
So if you're struggling, please learn from my mistakes. Bring it to God first. Go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him how you can forgive somebody who has wronged you. And then once he gives you an answer, do what God tells you to do. And then you too will have a burden lifted and will be free. I would like to thank you all for listening. I know that forgiveness is not a very popular topic, but from my own personal experience, I think it's a very important one. And while my goal with this podcast is to encourage and uplift others, I have also learned that when you provide forgiveness to somebody, the weight and the burden that is lifted is such a relief. It's, it's palpable in a lot of respects. It is my hope that if any of you are dealing with unforgiveness right now, that you can learn from my mistakes and that you can bring that burden to God because God will listen to you. God will help you and God will set you free. I'd also like to ask for those of you who have been listening to my podcast now for a while, if you have any feedback, any constructive criticism, please reach out. Please let me know. You can contact me via the Facebook page or you can reach out to me directly. I look forward to hearing from you. And I will see you all next time. Thank you.